Welcome to the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where we help personal trainers, studio owners, and fitness enthusiasts get financially strong. We're here to show you that managing your money can be even more fun than hitting a new one rep max. And the best part, you already have the skills to do it. We're your hosts, Kelsa Dickey and Jill Emanuel. We love talking about money as much as we love hitting that new PR or talking about our favorite protein fluff. Welcome to the show. All right. So in this episode, we are going to dive into becoming a dream maker and what that looks like and how you can begin to practice becoming a dream maker today. But really quickly, I want to recap of what we've covered in just the last few episodes. Episode eight, we talked about becoming a plan maker. That is your foundation. So you've got to start there. Episode nine, we built on that foundation and gave you some strategies for becoming an amazing goal maker. And now we're gonna dive into the final stage, which is becoming a dream maker. So what would it look like if you were a dream maker? What does it mean? The first thing is that it looks like someone who's not only looking at their finances at a very granular level. So not only the day-to-day stuff, you're not worried about every little penny, you're getting in alignment with who you are and what you want for your life and making sure that your money is pointing you in that right direction. You also begin to entertain possibilities that you never thought were possible before. Maybe you seek out a totally different career or you move across country or to another country entirely. Maybe you start a business Or maybe you begin to scale your current business or pivot it in a whole new direction. Maybe you want to buy a second property or a third property. One sign of being a dream maker is that you start doing all the things that you thought once upon a time were far-fetched or not a possibility. Another thing that we'll see is that once people reach this stage, they really are not worrying so much about what everyone else thinks, right? They're not worried about the societal norms. They're not worried about keeping up with the Joneses, what their neighbors or what their friends are doing. One personal example that I need to share with you that I think really represents this is that I have a stationary bike at home. I love to hop on the bike and do a ride every day to get my cardio in. I use the Peloton app. I love the app because they've got great instructors. The music is fun. It just makes it upbeat and entertainment for me. So I'll post on my Instagram stories that I got my ride in for the day. And let me tell you that almost every day that I post this into my stories, someone will comment and say, you need to get the Peloton bike. It's awesome. Because you don't have the Peloton bike. Because I don't bike. have so the Peloton bike. your stationary bike is just a regular stationary no, bike. Nope, okay? it's not. It's a $200 stationary bike that I bought off of Amazon, and it works just great. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll post in my Instagram stories, and I get this feedback almost every time I do. So at least once a week at a minimum, but I would say close to every day or every other day that someone tells me I need to get a Peloton bike. And... I know that if I rode on a Peloton bike, I probably would see what I'm missing, right? It probably is better than the bike that I have. Really, it probably is. Sure, I would hope it's better than the one you have. Because because it's a $200 bike. Right. And that's almost a $3,000 bike. It should be nicer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, right. But I also know 
that I have other things I want to do with my money, right? So we are at a place where we do feel very in alignment with where our money is going, with the goals that we personally have for ourselves. And I know that my husband and I have savings goals for retirement. We want to do projects around the house. We both have big goals of doing our own fitness competitions. Whereas these people who are messaging me probably don't want those exact same things in their life. Mm -hmm. And so it's easy to say, oh, that's great, but no thanks. I don't want that for myself. Mm -hmm. If I was not really clear on what my goals were, on what was important to me, what I valued, I might start to feel a little bit of that sort of like peer pressure or societal pressure of like, well, everyone has a Peloton and everyone says that it's so much better because let me tell you, I hear it plenty. So so I might feel influenced to buy the Peloton because everyone tells me it's so much better. But at this place that I'm at right now, it is not the thing that I want to put my money towards. And it actually feels really good to me to stay firm in that and know that I'm putting my money towards the things that I value. Yeah, and I think it's so important to acknowledge that it's not, no, I'm not buying the Peloton because I can't afford it. That is not it. Right. Because you could. You could Mm -hmm. go buy one tomorrow if you wanted to. It's, I'm not buying the Peloton because that's not what I want to spend my money on. That's not what's important to me. Right. right? And what I have is working and I'm enjoying it and I can revisit that anytime in the future. So I do think that is one sign of a dream maker. Dream makers do not feel tempted or they don't feel comparisonitis on what anyone else is doing with their money, right? They just don't have that outside influence, good or bad. And I see people doing things with their money and it's things that maybe I wouldn't personally do, right? But even from that perspective, I think, I'm glad they're putting their money behind what they want to do. Right. That makes me feel good. I don't want it. That's okay. I have peace of that, right? Right. Like that's totally fine. And I'm glad that they're spending their money on what they want. Exactly. Right. I'm glad they're spending their money on things that make them happy. It's so wonderful to see clients that are feeling so excited about the way they're living their life, so fulfilled by the things that they're doing. And it may not at all be in line with what I am fulfilled with or excited about. And that's cool. I love that there's different interests for everyone. And as long as you're putting your money to the things you love and value most, that's how it should be. That's how you make your life fulfilling. Yeah. And we have some clients who have a Peloton bike and they love it. They love it. And it's fine. (laughs) So yeah, we want you to put your money behind what you care about most. Yes. And I would say the last uh, sort of characteristic of a dream maker is somebody who feels wealthy. And I said this in that way for a reason, that you feel wealthy. I really want to challenge your thought that wealth is not necessarily a number. Okay, you can feel wealthy because you understand what wealth really means as a dream maker. Feeling wealthy, you're putting your money behind what you love. You use money as a tool to have a greater impact on the world, whether that is your kids and your immediate family, maybe it's your clients or your community service, maybe it's like on a much grander, bigger scale, but that is wealth, right? Right. And feeling like you're living a fulfilled life is wealth and dream makers feel that way. Yes. At Fiscal Fitness, we're obsessed with both fitness and finances, and we believe you can be excited about both too. We've helped thousands of people just like you transform their financial lives without giving up what's most important to them. 
If you're sick of the status quo, if you're done being on the hamster wheel, and you are ready to see just how easy it is to take the skills you already use to plan your nutrition, training, and overall fitness, and transform those into strategies for gaining control and confidence with your money, join us at becomeaplanmaker.com. The time to get financially strong is now. And we really think that this stage, becoming a dream maker, it really is, I mean, it can change your entire world. And Mm -hmm. I think there's just this huge epidemic in the world that people don't dream. Mm -hmm. People don't believe that there's more that's possible for them. They question themselves. They doubt themselves. I think it's one of the biggest reasons why we see so much depression, stress, anxiety, worry, divorce, bankruptcy. I mean, you name it, all of those really debilitating emotional toll that comes because people don't dream. They stop dreaming, they doubt themselves, they don't believe that their dreams are possible. So then what's the point? Like, why do we get up every day? Why do we even want to roll out of bed and put our shoes on and go about the day if every day feels monotonous, if every day feels just like the one before and that you're just in survival mode, you're just getting through, that is not living. That is not living right like we have to have something that lights our fire that gets us up and excited and working towards something and if we are caught in that place of feeling totally unfulfilled totally unmotivated stuck in the routine with nothing to look forward to what what is there for you you know it's just not a way to exist i think one of the coolest observations that i've had doing this work for so long is that once you become a dream maker you never go back yeah it's like you can't stop right and it it unleashes so much of who you are and it's a really cool thing Mm -hmm. and i have an example from my life that we're experiencing right now and you know we love to dream my husband and i we love to talk about different things that we would love to do and like really truly like talk about them as if like so what what's next? If we are to do that, what would we do next sort of thing? Like really tangible dreams, right? And we were on vacation last month. We have this theory, first of all, that when you go on vacation, you likely always have the thought, I would love to live here, right? (laughs) I mean, that's, it's probably like you're going to a destination that is beautiful, right? right? And so we always have that thought, but we don't always like buy into that, right? right? And, but we were on vacation last month and we were staying on a lake house. We grew up in Michigan where you're going to lakes all the time, right? That's how you spend your summer. And we allowed ourselves to dream. And we just had this thought of like, we would love to live on a lake for part of the year. And we would go for walks at night together and we would just dream about it. We would talk about what would that look like and how would we spend our day and how great it would be. And when I got home from that vacation, because we didn't have Wi-Fi, so I couldn't (laughs) do it on vacation, I revisited our plan, our budget. I'm looking at our finances, and that's what I did first, is I said, okay, we allowed ourselves to dream. This feels very different. This feels like we just pinpointed a big thing that we want for our life, which is to live half the year in the desert of Phoenix, right? (laughs) So... I in the desert and half the year in Michigan on a lake. And I got home and I looked at our plan because again, when your goals change, you simply change the plan. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? And so I started looking at our plan and I started saying, 
what, how would this look if we were to do this? What would our expenses be? Let me just kind of pull up a blueprint. Let me just start drawing up some numbers here. Let's see what happens. I start making adjustments. I have such clarity on what our lifestyle is now and what it costs us, our expenses. It's easy to just say, let me just plug in some different numbers and see what this would look like, right? right? I show that to my husband and then we start setting goals around it. What would be the first big objective we have to achieve? Well, we need to sell our current house. We, what's the second objective? We have to renovate our rental house so we can move into it, right? So we start setting these big goals, but kind of like in a timeline order, just like you have to set one goal at a time, forces you to pick like, what do you wanna do first, second, third? And we are now in process of becoming snowbirds where we live in two beautiful locations. I believe Northern Michigan is one of the best kept secrets in the United States, I love it. Um, we're gonna live there half the year and we're gonna live here half the year. And we are beginning the process because we're in control of our money and we are dream makers. Like this is the dream we have for our life. At the age of 42, we will become snowbirds, which is really cool. Like yes. how many people can say that? And it's different and it's unique and not a lot of people can do it or even have the desire to do it. But we do, and we trust our ability to like create the financial plan to make that happen for ourselves. Yes, and I mean, it really is like when you change the way that you're managing your money, you have that clarity, you've proven to yourself that you can achieve the goals that you set for yourself. It starts to open doors that you never even saw were there, right? Like you yeah. never probably five years ago had this thought of like, oh, in our 40s, we're gonna be snowbirds and living in two different places and we can actually do this thing yeah or it's like if you aren't accustomed to that maybe you've had those thoughts but you haven't said them out loud like yeah. how many people go on vacation and maybe you have these thoughts like i had the thought while i was out running one day on vacation and i went home and i said michael i have this idea i have this dream i'm curious what you think of it and he said i was thinking the same thing this morning on my run <sighs> And so we just started, then we just allowed ourselves to dream out loud about it. Right. You know, and it was a really beautiful thing. And now I feel like the next chapter of our lives is going to look very different, but it's going to be in alignment with what we want for right. ourselves. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. You know, I think one question that we, we love to ask people when we start working with them that we would love to ask you, and yet it feels kind of wrong to ask you this because you probably don't have a great answer for it, but really like asking what are some of the dreams that you've accomplished or what are some of the dreams that you want to have in your life that you can be really proud of because of how you're managing your money. And I know when we ask clients when we first start working with them, okay, what are some of your big goals or what are some of your big dreams? They feel a little bit stumped sometimes or they might give us an answer, but they feel very disconnected from it. They don't feel like they're fully bought into it maybe, or that it's a reality. They're maybe putting things out there that they're like, yeah, sure, like maybe this. Or it's like a dream that they saw someone else right. achieve. And so they kind of feel like, oh, I would want that for myself too. That would be cool, right? right. But it's not theirs right. almost. Yes, yeah. And it just is, I think, part of this reflection of how we are trained out of dreaming through life. Like yes. we, it, it's squashed out of us. If any parent that has children, man, they have dreams, right? Yeah. Like they, 
They have the biggest dreams. My youngest son, he says he wants to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. He's going to be the fastest kid in the world, right? Yeah. Like that oh, is I a dream, that. right? I love it. He chases cars down the street. <laughs> he is going to do it. <laughs> Right? It is, it's amazing, though. I love that he can dream so big and that there's nothing that stops him. And yet we see time and time again that as we go through school, go through college, get our first jobs, like dreams start to seem so far away and we limit ourselves. So one exercise that I want to give you guys, because we want to start firing your brain again in this way of learning how to dream, learning how to think bigger, stopping putting all of those automatic restrictions that you're putting on your thought process right now, because that happens very naturally where we have a dream and then we say, oh, no, no, that's not realistic. I'm going to just push that down and ignore that thought that just came into my head. But really, we want to help you think bigger. So this exercise is kind of fun, and I want you to totally Take out any practicality out of the thought of this. Do not overthink this. But the idea is to imagine that you have $50,000 a month. $50,000 a month cash comes into your discretionary. bank account. Discretionary. Discretionary income. This is not money that's going to be taxed. OK, so please do not say, I have to put some of this aside for taxes. We're not getting down into all that nitty gritty. OK, you guys? <laughs> like, this is your money, 50000 a month. Yes. You get to just spend it, all right? And the idea is that we very quickly go into, ooh, I would put X amount to pay off my credit cards, and then I would pay off my car, and then I'd be maxing out my 401k, and I would you know, pay off the house, and I would pay for college, and I would give my parents money for retirement. It's all these like very practical, mm-hmm. obvious sorts of things to do with that amount of money. Eventually, you're going to run out of things that you can put this $50,000 a month to, though, right? Like, mm-hmm. eventually, your house is paid off, your car is paid off, you've got all of your 401k, and you've everything got all the gym out. equipment you possibly want, you've got rims on your truck, right? You, like, bought a Lamborghini, you're good, you've got new patio <laughs> furniture, you've remodeled the pool already, like, it's all done, right? So, you've spent all this money doing all of the very obvious things, and at this point, you have to really think, now what? Now, what would I do? Because this 50000 is coming every single month. It doesn't stop. It's just coming. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, right? So where does it go? And this is such a good exercise for you guys to journal, to write your dreams out. Where would this money go? What we see is that this is going to really amplify the things in your life that are the most important to you. It is really going to help to magnify the places that you really yearn to put your money and your time and your energy towards that you are driven or drawn to, and that's where you want to be spending more of your time. And what can be really eye-opening, I think, is to do this exercise and then see how much of my money is going towards any of those things right now. Mm-hmm. Mm, 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 mm. Right? And that's where we can really start to see, like, wow, we have some work to do. Right, we've got yeah, some we've work got to some do. gaps. Yeah, right. Because I, I want this apparently. Right, like I am coming up with this idea that I want this. Right, and yet I am not putting any of my money behind that idea right now. Yeah, yeah, or very little maybe. Right. So it can be really fun. It can help you start to dream. It is not meant for you to feel the loss of what you do not yet have. It is meant to show you the possibilities 
of where you can go. Mm-hmm. And what you really, like you said, yearn for. Right. Like what it is that you desire and want. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. And until you identify that, like how can you possibly take any steps towards achieving it? So that is what we want is for you to get really clear, really identify what are those areas of life that if you had unlimited resources, that this is where you would spend your money, spend your time, spend your energy. This is what's gonna fill your cup and make your life more fulfilling and worthwhile. That's what we want you to hold on to because that dream will drive your action, will let you do the hard things that have Mm -hmm. to be done in the beginning to get you moving in the direction of living that life. And next episode, we are going to dive into how your money can help you magnify who you are becoming and become more in alignment with those dreams. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, remember to hit follow, leave a review and share us with your favorite gym buddy. For more money strategies and to follow Maya and Kelsa's own fitness journeys, follow us on Instagram, search Jill underscore fiscal and fit and Kelsa underscore fiscal and fit. And if you're ready to gain control and confidence with your money, join us at becomeaplanmaker.com. See you